All right, folks, this show is sponsored by Anchor. A while back, we switched over to Anchor as our hosting platform for Panel to Panel. And to be honest, it's actually been one of the best experiences we've had when it comes to hosting our podcast. A lot of people think making a podcast is super difficult, but Anchor actually allows you to record and edit your podcast all on your phone if that's what you want to do. Anchor even helps you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places like that. That way you can get your podcast to a wide audience of different people. And the best part about it, it's totally free. So go ahead, check out Anchor.fm, or download the Anchor app on your phone or through the App Store or the Google Play Store and check it out today. Now let's turn the page and get to this week's episode of Panel to Panel. Not necessarily. That's fair. There are movies where he doesn't die, but um, in a general sense, since Lord of the Rings, that's been his thing. All right. <laughs> What's going on, good people of the internet? It is time for OnComicsGrounds.com's flagship podcast, Panel to Panel, where a bunch of folks shoot the breeze and talk about comic books and such. We are here live for issue 15 of this amazing podcast. We sit down and talk about all the comic book and nerdy things that have been going on in the realm of which we live. My name is James Portis. I am here with my co-host, Travis Tucker. How are you doing today? Pretty well, man. Pretty well. Work wasn't so bad, and I'm relaxing. I got some good energy going. I'm pretty excited. That's what's up. That's what's up. Our other co-host, Mary, was not able to join us this evening, but she will be back. The rest is assured, and we are going to dig in to all of this amazing news that came out from D23. Like, every day, it's just been BAM! BAM! And like they keep hitting you, and it's just, it's excessive, but awesome at the same time. So we are just going to go ahead and get into it. Before we do, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at ptp underscore podcast and don't forget to follow the website on comics ground on twitter instagram at on comics ground and check out our website on comics ground.com where we have all of our reviews and op-eds about all the amazing things in comic books and nerd culture okay cool so the first thing up on the agenda that we're gonna knock out real quick is the fact that in all the disney plus and like Disney news that was announced. One of the shows that's coming to Disney Plus is this show called The World According to Jeff Goldblum. And I'm trying to wrap my head around this because apparently it's going to be a docu-series that sees the actor examining such topics as tattoos, ice cream, and sneakers. So, like... I guess this is just going to be an excuse for Jeff Goldblum to go around with a, tr- with a GoPro, it seems like. Yeah, that's what it feels like. And I mean, like... like it's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it, I, I watched the trailer, and it's hard to, like, figure out up or down ways what's going on with that show, to be honest with you. I, I It feels like... I don't even know what it feels like. This is just something I've never even heard of. <laughs> like, a whole show dedicated to a dude walking around and telling you what he thinks about 
everything. You know what I mean? I mean, like, it's not like Morgan Freeman couldn't do it, but, it, like, I don't, I don't know. It just seems random. Like, there's there's the Twitter fiends who are like, yeah, Jeff Goldblum is sexy. We want to, like, have a show about him. But it's also like, did it? Do we really need Jeff Goldblum to have a Disney Plus show? Like, who who's going to go out of their way just to get Disney Plus for Jeff Goldblum, you know? It's, it's, it's mom service. It's mom service? <laughs> it's, it's mom service. Oh, God. I mean, it, it, what else? There's nothing like grown folks that's going to be on Disney Plus except for like the Marvel shows and the occasional, and, yeah, and Star Wars and the occasional action packed Disney movie. So I'm thinking that might be what they're trying to get at with this. Maybe, but that's all pure speculation. I mean, there's the whole thing of like, oh, National Geographic, because it's owned by Disney, will also be bundled with Disney Plus. And I'm like. Okay, like, this entire idea of him getting his own show just to go around and do random crap just seems very odd, but you do make a valid point that it, like, it does seem like mom service. Yeah, it seems odd to us because we're not pretty enough to be paid for that. (laughs) Jeff Goldblum is, like... (laughs) See, see, like, when, when, when he was younger, had, like, the black hair, like... And he, he was very ant, but like now, for a lot of people, he's risen to like daddy status, and it's just oh, <laughs> oh all right, that's okay, that's a thing I don't, that I don't understand. Yep. yep. <laughs> From that weird thing, we're gonna go into something. Okay, so like I don't know if you watched this trailer, but um, they had a trailer for this new Christmas movie, movie that's coming to Disney Plus called Noel, which apparently it's this thing where um. Anna Kendrick plays the daughter of Santa Claus, and Santa Claus is retiring, so Bill Hader, her brother, has to take over as Santa Claus, but he sucks at it. So he runs away, like, a week before Christmas, and everyone's freaking out, so she has to go on an adventure to get him back. And I'm just... Hmm. Honestly, at first when I when I saw the announcement and like the poster, I was like, uh, I don't know about this one, chief. But then you sit there and watch the trailer, and you're like, okay, this is kind of funny. Like, it's not something you expect to exist, but then it, it just kind of is there, and it's funny, and you're like, okay, like it's not horrible. Yeah, and I I mean like Anna Kendrick, I'm pretty familiar with as far as like kids movies and stuff are concerned, but Bill Hader is completely new to me on this landscape. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm excited, but also kind of worried at the same time, if that makes any sense. Why do you say that? Well, uh, a lot of the stuff I've seen Bill in is not for children. So I'm wondering if he's going to be that's that fair. element. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. But I, I think the last thing I saw him in was Sausage Party, and Lord knows that's not a kid's movie. That is not a kid's movie, <laughs> dear Lord. I mean, like, he, he definitely has shown in the past that he can do things that are more kid-friendly. So the idea of him, like, being a failed Santa Claus sounds kind of funny. Like, at the, end, at the end of the trailer, he's in, like, a yoga studio teaching yoga. But then uh, Anna Kendrick finds him and is like, what, the, what what are you doing? How did you get here? Like, and then, like, she blows out the candle and he's just like, you ruined the feng shui. <laughs> so there, there's possibility that this might not be horrible but like i it, it definitely feels like somewhat more of adult fodder where it's like hey here's like here's a christmas movie like we paid some people to do a christmas movie like uh, okay 
Alright, cool. <laughs> that's pretty much how I feel about that one. Like, that's kind of like the last, like, like, eh, like, well, eh for me. Um, the other, like, the other cool thing was that we got the trailer for Lady and the Tramp, and the, the dogs for Lady, Lady and the Tramp were, were on the red carpet at, D- at D23, which was freaking adorable. And everyone's, this, this movie, it's exclusive to Disney+. Plus. There have been people... Um, freaking out about it, like going, we're tired of di- of live action remakes, and I'm just like, who really cares? Like, if Disney wants to make money, can we just let them and be done with it? Yeah, I I, I feel the same way. Honestly, it's, it's I think they've made it pretty obvious that they're going to redo all of their classic classics. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when it when it comes to Disney, if we've if we've learned nothing, is that they cannot be stopped. <laughs> yeah, like we can try as we might, but like us messing with them isn't really gonna fix it. Yeah, we we can complain until the cows come home, but they're gonna make it, and we're gonna pay them to watch it. That, that's kind of the sad part of it, in my opinion. But so, yeah, like, but I mean, at least we get a Lady and Trent remake, and it, like at least they're not whoring it out on like. Like in movie theaters, they're flat out just like, okay, so this probably isn't gonna work out. So we'll just put it out on Disney Plus, and like we'll just let the, the, the people who like dogs watch it there. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's fair. And I mean, Tessa Thompson and and uh, Justin Thoreau from Saturday Night Live are gonna are gonna be like be on it. And I don't know, he just guest star on Saturday Night Live. He's done a million and other things. But like he, he like they're they're gonna be like the two main characters, which is fine. Like it, it 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 will be serviceable. Anyone who enjoys the original will enjoy it. But it's definitely gonna have that like fake mouth moving vibe that like real animals would, I guess. Yeah, like Lion King did. I still, uh, I still need to go see that. It was. Um, it's hard to explain. It's hard to fill those kind of shoes. You know what I mean? It's enjoyable for the nostalgia, but then when you sit there and compare them, like, bones to bones, it's not the same. All right. (laughs) I guess that's one way to look at it. All right. And then from there, we also, like, Travis, this one's more for me, but, like, I don't know if you were a Disney Channel kid, but they announced that Lizzie McGuire is getting a sequel series, and, like, my child heart just kind of started skipping, like, yay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a really stereotypical dumbass dude when I'm like, yeah, I had a crush on Lizzie McGuire back in the day, but that was as far as it went. I didn't watch the show. I mean, like. My sister did. I'm I'm just hyped like between the, like I I, I got uh, the my boy meets world sequel for a little bit with girl meets world like Raven's home is still on the air which I'm happy about and now we're getting like this Lizzie McGuire sequel that's been rumored for years and I just am just super excited about the idea of revisiting revisiting this property but it also goes in the idea of like everyone's tired of remakes and sequels and I'm just like who cares like. Let's Some go. of the sequels are good. Yeah, like Girl Meets World was actually very enjoyable. Like I haven't, I've only seen a couple of episodes of Raven's Home, but like the only flaw of it is Orlando Bloom, Orlando Brown is a, is a crackhead now, so they couldn't get him back to be on the show. So right, eh, like it, it's what it is. 
I, I'm a huge fan of uh, Cobra Kai. Oh I, man, I, 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 that is something I do need to watch. It, I okay, I gotta warn you, it's corny, but they turned Ralph Macchio into the villain, so it's so good. It's so good. What, what, what do you mean the show's corny though? It's cor- it's it's got the same '80s cheese that the original Karate Kid did. Oh, that's not horrible, I guess. No, corny's not always bad. It's just you know that that super campy is what I should say. Campy. Oh, okay, that's fair. So like, like I guess the idea of sequels isn't the worst thing in, in the world, but like if you don't do them justice, it could be a bad thing. So hopefully Lizzie McGuire ends up being this thing that maybe we can come back to, like Lizzie and Gordo and like all them, like, like come back together and make a really good show. I, I'm hoping so at least. But that's for me. Obviously, you haven't seen it, so I won't harp on it for too long. And also, one more nerdy thing. High School Musical, the series, is a thing. Because, <sighs> okay, don't you sigh at me, damn it. This, like, this was my generation. <laughs> yeah, no, I was also in high school during High School Musical. And do you know how many, like, uh, all right, as, as a, a light-skinned, afro-black man, do you know how many Corbin Blue jokes I had to do with <laughs> It was just, it was relentless. But that, I got no, I got no beef on it other than that. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm just ex- like, like the, the the premise in the trailer is kind of funny. I like that the idea of the school in like, like where I forget wherever it was, like Albuquerque or wherever the thing took place at. Um, the school where High School Musical was filmed had never done a full production of High School Musical. So this lady comes in and wants to do one. So like this kid who broke up with his girlfriend who like who wants a role as Gabriella. So he tr- like fights his way to get like like to get the role as Troy, so he can win her back. And it's like this is so stupid and corny, and I love it. And I'm just like, ugh, like I'm one of those guys that loves teen dramas and shit. So the idea of like the taking one of my favorite like like movies and turning it into like this, I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, right. I mean, like, High School Musical wasn't even that bad, though. Like, yeah, you, you had to deal with the Corbin Blue jokes, but, like, the, the property itself wasn't horrible. Well, no, it, it wasn't horrible. I, I think, like I said, my beef with it was I couldn't I couldn't rock an afro without having to deal with that. <laughs> Did everyone want you to but, sing Push It to the Limit? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Did everyone oh want you to God. jump rope, Travis? <laughs> Yo, the heat didn't come off of me until another black kid from school did oh a high school musical thing for the talent show. And then everyone left me alone after that. That's <laughs> Oh, Jesus. That is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, like, the idea of, like, people asking you to, like, like jump rope and shit as, as Corbin Blue sounds freaking hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. I couldn't. It was so... It was one of those things that I was an edgy metalhead kid, so it was like the Lord's insults. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's like the, that's like the corny J- James is gonna nerd out for a minute news. But so we're gonna go into the Star Wars news of what's been going on that was announced for Disney Plus. And the thing that had everyone crap in their pants was that the, the Mandalorian trailer dropped, and oh my god. Oh, so good. My heart. So good. <laughs> like, the freaking French like Inquisition type of, like, heads on pikes for the Stormtrooper helmets. Like, dudes walking through and, like, the gunfighting going on. Like, oh, my heart. Yeah. 
I love the the flash forwards of all the different people in Carbonite. That was like, whoo, oh, Boba's busy. <laughs> well, like, people were saying, like, Boba Fett's going to be in the show, and I'm like, eh, it's not Boba Fett, y'all. Like, this is a new cat. Like, let's enjoy a new thing. Like, I'm excited for this. I mean, I, I would love if it's a different Mandalorian. Don't get me wrong. It's just I'm familiar with Boba and Django, and Django's definitely dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Sam Jackson chopped off that boy head. Yeah. <laughs> so like I'm I'm hoping that it's a it's a new like everyone pretty much confirmed that it is a new Mandalorian. So the idea of a new property makes me excited to be honest. Yeah, that for sure. Like just that trailer uh, alone, I'm just like, oh yes, like just everything about it just had me so on top of the world. Yeah, I'm excited. Honestly, like I want to see. Uh, the the legendary I think everyone wants to see the Mandalorian armor versus the lightsaber battle. <laughs> like it's it's they have to do it now. That they have, have we have the technology. They have to do it. <laughs> I mean, at some point they'll pro- I, I, they'll probably just bring in like some random person with a lightsaber that like stole it off of a dead Jedi or something, and then we'll just see it happen, and it'll be simple as, as that. Right. Because right. like, yeah. s- go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think I speak for everybody when I say no Sarlacc pits. Please, Disney. <laughs> I mean, as many Sarlacc pits as Boba had to deal with like in, in the original, like in the EU, I feel like one, one more wouldn't hurt. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. As long as this guy doesn't fall into the same one twice, like Boba. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like, and the thing is, I enjoy the idea of a show like this, or I, I even, like, w- will defend Solo, because I like these more not-needing-of-Jedi stories in the Star Wars universe, where, like, it's gritty, there's gunplay, there's lasers, it feels like, like, like the Wild West sometimes, like, I, I dig that. So the idea of seeing the more, like, the corrupt side of the galaxy sounds so interesting, and I'm really excited about that. Yeah, the the grim underworld, the most icelies of the universe. Mm, That's gonna be mm, nice. Yes, because like especially recently, I've been reading the Thrawn trilogy because the third book finally just came out um, by Timothy Zahn. Like you read this and you see the more imperial, militaristic side of things that go on, and you're like, yes, this is awesome. I want more of this. Or like you you watch Solo and you see like people smuggling and pirates and all this cool stuff. It's like this is you don't need lightsabers in this shit. Like this universe can exist without Jedi and the Force and stuff like that. We can enjoy this shit. And I, I love it. Like Now, don't get me wrong. The other thing, that, the other big thing that was announced at D23 is involving lightsabers in the Force. And I'm okay mm. with it. I'm okay. This is the one I want to see now. <laughs> so, like, so, like, Amy Pascal is wrapping up the show and, like, uh, like, is that right? Am I, am, I, am I getting the right person? Right, right, right. No, that is the wrong person. I'm, I'm horrible. Uh, Star Wars head. Like, I said Amy Pascal. That's not the right person. Um, Star Wars. Oh, wow, this is horrible radio. Um, head executive. Derp, derp, derp. 
Kathleen Kennedy. I'm horribly sorry. That's Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy is wrapping up is wrapping up the presentation of like she showed the entire length because Amy Pascal is a chick from Sony. But um, Kathleen Kennedy is wrapping up the show and it's like showing that it's been going on and like they, like they do a whole full timeline spread and she says like she pulls the uh, the, the grandpa from Jackie Chan Adventures one more thing and and you're like okay <laughs> and she's and like you just see. A picture of Obi Wan from Episode Three pop up on the screen, and Ewan McGregor walks out and like has a microphone in his hand, and he walks up to her and goes, "I want you to ask me the question that everyone's been asking me all these times. <laughs> I want you to ask me, am I going to play Obi Wan again?" And and she just goes, "Are you going to play Obi Wan again?" And he just goes. Yes, and, and you just you feel that sigh of relief come over you. <laughs> <laughs> the mantle has been restored. <laughs> like, 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 like you you feel that calmness of the hello there. Like it just the idea of Obi Wan coming back. Now, granted, I even um I talked about it before last week on on the this, on this show where. Um, when when Joel when Kate Joel was here, we were like, uh, okay, cool, Obi Wan's here. You everyone can stop bitching now. But no, like the idea that everyone can stop bitching now is very exciting. The idea that we get to see what goes on and the fact that on on the big old timeline they showed that Kenobi as a Disney Plus show will take place around the same time as Solo. So there's the possibility that Crimson Dawn could be involved in the Obi-Wan show. And you're just like, ah! Like, and you just get excited because you're just like, yes! More Crimson Dawn <laughs> because Solo was amazing. Right, right. Solo was really good. I don't understand how that got a bad rep. I think it's because of, like, Ron Howard having to come in and change a bunch of crap. And then all the random press about, like, Lando possibly being pansexual at everyone and up and up in arms and junk. I mean, they weren't very blunt about that, and in Star Wars, that means a lot of different things, I guess. I, I, I don't know why people care about that stuff so much. <laughs> nah, people are over, overly sensitive and crap, always trying to, like, say diversity can't happen, but it's whatever. Um, but they'll watch James T. Kirk lay with an alien, and it's totally cool. <laughs> I guess, I guess. <laughs> it don't make no dang sense. But like, because apparently that's that's still straight. But I I don't know. People are freaking weird. Um, Yo, <laughs> I mean, like the idea of Obi Wan as a property still existing. Like, how do you feel about this? Like, like as someone who's like like one of those more casual Star Wars fans, how do you feel about Obi Wan coming back to the spotlight like this? I'm I'm pretty excited. I. I do admit I'm a bit like I tried to not be a casual, but ended up getting drowned in the tide of Star Wars lore. Um, Fair enough. But it's 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 pretty exciting to see Ewan McGregor take up Obi Wan once more because if I he voiced him in all the animated stuff, didn't he? No, he did. He did not. Like he oh. he like like there was a couple times I think he did, but Aaron Taylor Johnson's been the one that that's been voicing him on like Clone Wars and stuff like that this entire time. Okay, because I remember watching him when I was still a kid. It was it was not Toonami, but it was right after the the Clone Wars, not the CGI Clone Wars, the regular drawn animation Clone Wars. The Gendy Teradoski first. One. Yeah, when they first uh, introduced Ventress. Yep. That was I was about that. Oh, so if it's anything on that quality, I'm I'm here for this. 
I'm hoping. Like, and the thing is, Clone Wars is still a good show when it's in the CGI one. It's one of the best acclaimed Star Wars properties there is. Okay, and that's the one with Ahsoka, right? Yeah, like, like that entire show, like, the hype around it is what gave it the ability to have another season coming up in February, which they announced at D23. Like, if one, like, even when in like before february comes the hope is that they put the entire show on in november that way everyone can binge before it like comes on in february and like you need to watch that because that is still like when disney bought star wars they were like okay cool we're cutting everything else out except for clone wars in the movies like everything else goes but this thing that everyone loves and the movies <laughs> Oh, see, I think that's what killed it. Because I remember I was reading the the comics when that happened. And I was like, no! (laughs) I mean, the Dark Horse comics were just like so much. And I mean, I was a diehard EU fan because of things like Mary Jade, like like Luke Skywalker's wife, and the original kids that Han and Leia had. Before yeah. the before this new trilogy, like and right. having twins that were force sensitive was super cool. So I, I, I it, it definitely hurt, and for a long time I had given up on Star Wars. But the comics, the recent comics, brought me back. So it's yeah. Okay. Okay. And like, if you if you want to like really get into current Star Wars, Clone Wars is probably your best option. Like this isn't for just for Travis. This is for anybody. Clone Wars is probably your best option once November comes, and Thrawn, the first novel by Timothy Zahn, is a really easy read because it's very political. It's not political, like the new classification of political, like political warfare type of things, where it's like you battling in the system and growing in the ranks and stuff like that and like there's all kinds of imperial things going on and thrawn's trying to grow in the ranks so he can be the most powerful like admiral it's so amazing so like that right there is easy entryway back in for anyone who is sad about the eu and then just clone wars in general has so much rich lore that you're just like oh So like that is that is definitely a recommendation for anybody who is a big fan of Star Wars who wants to like get back in this before stuff starts popping out. Like Mandalorian's gonna just be a ton of fun. Clone Wars season seven is gonna just boom. Like it's it, it's just gonna dive right right in, and everyone who tries to jump in, then it's gonna be like, what's going on? Like you got a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely check that out. Um. And then the big thing that was a big talk was episode nine. Not only had a, a behind closed doors trailer, we got the first poster that had showed Emperor Palpatine in the background, and then Ray and Kylo duking it out. And I'm and, and everyone's clowning on the poster because apparently the picture of the Emperor was taken from somewhere else, or like they're trying to compare it to other things. And I'm just like, stop. Who cares? Maybe Ian McDermott didn't want to put on the makeup for a picture. Like, leave him alone. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I mean, the idea of apparently in the closed doors trailer that we, that that, that all the rumors are circulating that apparently Ray turns to the dark side. And I'm just like, uh, what now? (laughs) Well, I'm excited for that because the the new trilogy has been full of a lot of different like homages to the not only the original trilogy but the the, the three prequels. 
And I think this this like thematically feels like the same hero's journey type of stuff that Luke did towards the end. That's fair. Like he he showed up and he's doing Jedi mind tricks. He's senselessly killing people. He just straight up carved up an entire bar to save Han Solo. That's not very Jedi like. But the Jedi are dead, so who knows? I'm I'm kind of hoping that Ray turns into like a gray Jedi. That would be that, kind of cool. Well, like not being on one side or the other, being very neutral, would be a really good idea for her. It would be a really, really nice twist on on the thing. You know what I mean? Realizing that there has to be a balance instead of just this whole clear cut good, clear cut evil. Because I mean, if they're going to right any wrongs of the Last Jedi, it should be the the whole notion that the Jedi were ultimately good. In my opinion, that's fair. I mean, hopefully, like, see, my big theory was just the idea that this is probably just some, like, fever dream or something like that, but the idea that possibly Rey does turn to the dark side to, like, possibly defeat whatever darkness there is might be kind of cool, or if she just falls and, like, Poe and Finn have to save her, that would be cool, too. I'm just excited Billy D's back. Like, that's what I'm excited <laughs> Like, as hyped as I am to see the conclusion of this, the minute the first trailer dropped and Billy D was there, I was I, I, fe- I felt like uh, like uh, Sher- Sherman Clump's mama and, and Naughty Professor. Billy oh D, Billy D, Billy D. I'm like, Billy D, Billy D, Billy D. Billy D. <laughs> Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> oh my god like I'm just like I- I'm excited for what Star Wars Episode 9 is going to be but I'm at a point where I'm just like until I see more stuff or until the movie drops like little hints here and there of things and all the toxicity that's in the Star Wars community just has me like I'm gonna stay over here and then when the movie comes out I'll come back in but until then I'm gonna read my novels and not get involved <laughs> Cause, like, I-, I-, I don't know I have a problem with the the fandom not letting creators create. Yeah. <laughs> now, what do you mean by that in terms, like, for the, for the folks at home, like, the, like, what do you mean in the context of the current Star Wars like issues and whatnot? Oh, uh, it's just anytime someone tries to do something new or revolutionary, and I'll date it back to an old one, so I can't be just smited by the internet but when the internet again destroyed the idea of Darth Jar Jar <laughs> I was I was way about that because in episode one it was so obvious that that's what Clooney was or not Clooney I'm sorry uh, Lucas was trying to do and uh, like all the backlash of Jar Jar just stopped it I don't know about that like I don't think Lucas was trying to make Jar Jar a bad guy. Well, th- think about it. Like he he talked about the the prequels were going to be kind of mirror reflections of the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And when you think about Yoda, Yoda was a blundering old buffoon who was beating Luke with his with his cane. And then suddenly he figured out he's a force user and he's the greatest master who's ever lived. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Jar Jar was a perfect analog for a dark side version of that. And considering the whole, you know, give up democracy notion, I think he tried to slip that in there, but it never really ended up as a hard part of the canon. It's an interesting theory. I, I'm, 
I don't. I I just like I've had to put up with for over so many years of people just hating on Jar Jar Binks because they thought he was annoying. But like, he wasn't even that bad, and it grew his reputation to the point that his actor was tormented for so many years. But then we got to a point this year at D twenty three where Dude got a standing ovation for like for actually being revolutionary for CGI technology. So like. Thank God the fandom changed enough to to do right by him, but like the fact that everyone hated this this guy so much, like it bothers me. <coughs> yeah, th- but that's what I mean when creators can't create, because yeah. they they may have had ideas with Jar Jar like like Darth Jar Jar. I can only speculate because it's not canon at all. It's not canon. So, like, <laughs> but I mean. What if there was something like that? And I, I feel like that's what Ryan Johnson did with The Force Awakens. And I'm not sure if Disney even cares to fix it anymore. Uh, yeah, they're probably just like, yeah, come in here and, fi- and fix it like somebody else can do it. But th- then again, they're giving him his own trilogy still, so it's possible. I don't, I don't know. I'm hoping that they actually let him create this time instead of giving it to whatever fandom happens to do. Yeah. That's my big hope. Okay, so from there, we'll get into the, the main Marvel news that was like, like going on. So there, there, there's a lot of like small itty-bitty stuff, but also it leads into bigger topics. So what the, the, the first bigger thing that everyone was freaking out about was that three new t- uh, TV shows were announced for Disney+. Plus, and everybody in their mama was losing their shit. So not only did we get the, 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 the option of a Moon Knight a show... Which everybody who had been crying out in pain for so many years to Netflix, like, give us a Moon Knight show! They finally get their wish, and it's finally coming. So everyone can rest. All we know is that it's coming, and there's a logo, and that's it, which is kind of tragic, but how do you feel about this, Travis? Um, I'm kind of excited just because he's a wacko. <laughs> All right. I like I like reading Moon Knight. I can never get a beat on him, and he's so wild by nature. And I, I feel like it's it's Batman, but they let him just be the psychopath. We all know he is. Yeah, <laughs> if that's that makes true. any sense. Um, I I think where I'm torn on this is uh, where Disney is always saying, "Well, we want to do family friendly stuff," and Moon Knight cuts off people's faces. Yeah, like Moon Knight has has multiple personality disorder at some points and schizophrenia, and he does all this stuff. So the idea of the stuff that he does, like there's there's literally a run of the book where he is struggling with having like a, like imaginary Wolverine, imaginary Spider Man, and imaginary Captain America being his like conscious conscience. So having all three of those polar opposites in his head, it was like driving him insane. So the idea of trying to do a TV show based on this character who worships a moon god has me just like, um I don't know about this one, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just, I, I want this to be a good show, but in the same vein of, like, how people are worried about Deadpool, which I don't really care. 
Like, I'm still, I, I, I'm worried on, on, on the angle of, like, hey, let's not neuter Moon Knight, or at least let's do it respectfully just in case a kid tries to watch this, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's not going to be easy for Disney to try to walk that line. That's for sure. I mean, this could probably be their like first test of it to see if like if people can have confidence in them for Deadpool in the future, which could be a cool thing. Right, because Deadpool has pretty much set the bar for what it has to be for the fans to not wig out. It has, and then you have the other announcement of She Hulk, which. Oh my lord. Uh, okay. People, we need to have a conversation. So, all weekend, through Twitter and Instagram, I have been seeing that people, like, like idiot people, and I don't even want to, like, call you idiots, but, like, you're, you're being idiots, let's say that, are going out and saying, Why is Marvel trying to make everything women? Why are you doing this? Like, like, She-Hulk is so stupid of a name. Why can't you just make something Hulk? Like, okay, first of all, and then, like, someone trying to say that She-Hulk spits, like, like spits in, on, on uh, Stanley's grave of making a female version of Hulk. Okay, first of all... <laughs> No, people said that. Yes, there's, there's, people said this. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so like, not only, not only was she Hulk created by Stanley because she's Bruce Banner's freaking cousin, but there's also a Red She Hulk, which is just um Betty Bruce Banner's girlfriend. There's also, like, an alien She-Hulk that hangs around on Earth for a while. Like, this isn't the first time a woman's been green, fellas. Like, let's let's not act like this is something new. <laughs> She's been in comics for years. Like, this isn't... Yeah! Like, I don't know what <laughs> gave you this, like, this idea to, to assume that we're just creating new female versions of characters just to annoy you and, like, ruin lives. <laughs> Bro, and it, what, what blows me away is that, it, like, people have the, how do I say this, the unmitigated gall <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to say to say that, it, that it's some kind of weird political move. Like, she's been around since 1980, y'all. Yeah. It, like, she's older than some of the people saying this is a political statement. So I'm not understanding uh, this just feels like casual dribble. <laughs> like it, it, like I, like I, I don't. Are you so wor- like that? Now, granted, if it weren't the situation of oh, the Hulk rights are owned by Universal still, like okay, you can be semi upset about that. So that's why we can't get a new Hulk movie. But at the same time. Why are you bagging on, on the idea of a show which would be super awesome Hulk action mixed with Law and Order? Like that sounds right. amazing, <laughs> bro. Just slap Dick Wolf's name on it and we're good. Dun, like, dun. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like let's go. And everyone's like, everyone's trying to like fan cast Rosario Dawson as She Hulk already. And like everyone's always fan cast it. Like Rosario Dawson already said she like like, like she digs the idea. And I'm just like, woman, you're already a Marvel character. Stop it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like stop trying to cross lines. 
We need new people in here. Now, some people were trying to say that um, uh, Rosa from Brooklyn Nine-Nine could be uh, She-Hulk. And I was like, ooh, that's not a bad idea. She could. She, uh, oh, man, that's actually really a good choice. Huh. I just, like... I didn't even... I just... Mm, people. Mm. And then, I... Go ahead. Go ahead <laughs> I'm, go. I'm, I'm, I'm beside myself that people are trying to say it's a weird political movement. <laughs> Why did you have to name her She-Hulk? Her name was already She-Hulk. <laughs> like, what do you want? Right. <laughs> like, are you, like, is it that big of an idea to wrap your brain around? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like, Man. I mean, and then the other big announcement that that had most people excited. I haven't seen a lot of like hate against this. Was the like that I've seen was that Miss Marvel Kamala Khan is getting her own Disney Plus live action TV show, and. I'm I'm excited. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I am very excited for the idea of Ms. Marvel finally getting her own TV show. Hopefully, um, Brie Larson can find it in her schedule to make a cameo. Because um, like the whole idea is that Kamala like idolizes her favorite heroes and whatnot. But like, y'all better make sure this show has a good budget because that Kamala Khan's powers are stretch based, which means she's Mister Fantastic on steroids. So like. She can turn into a giant, like Giant Man. She can stretch herself, like Mr. Fantastic. She can do whatever the hell she wants. She can shrink. There's all these things she can do. So, your budget better be on point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you think about the idea of a Miss Marvel TV show? Like, for the young girls that have been loving her ever since her, her creation. I, I think it's not only a good move for, like, the young women who need, like, representation, but also the people of color who need representation. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good point because one of, the, yeah. one, one of the bigger points with with Marvel was the fact that she is a Muslim character, which had a lot of people up in arms back in the day. But recently, it's been this inspirational thing for a lot of women, which has been amazing. Right, and and with the with the the avenue and the medium of a TV show that allows so many different things. Like I I grant you, it's probably way too raw for Disney. But could you imagine them touching on? Um, like a mosque shooting, but with Miss Marvel, that would, that would be yeah. wonderful, in my opinion. I I feel like Disney would be too scared to, but the idea of it like seems like like a really good idea. I know in an in an issue of Champions, they dealt with a shooting, and it kind of shook the entire team, like sort of in the same way. But I do think the idea, like some of these things, do need to be tackled. I know. One of the other shows that's coming to Disney Plus, which is Falcon and Winter Soldier, is definitely going to be dealing with a lot of like racial tensions and stuff like that because of the whole theme being that the world doesn't want Sam to be Captain America. So yeah, that, that will be something that Disney has to tackle with. But I don't know if they want to do that for Ms. Marvel. Yeah, that does make sense. They they might stick to that being the the female empowerment part and leave the ethnicity part of it for later i mean there'll definitely be like some things that like talk about like 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 muslim heritage and like stuff like that that which will be definitely beneficial but i feel like like the more like dangerous stuff they'll try to avoid for the sake of like not hitting controversial crap which is fine by like every stretch of the imagination it's totally fine um right and and then like and then everyone was like freaking out of my timeline. Black Twitter was losing their shit because Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is getting its own uh, TV like animated TV show on um, D- Disney Channel. And I was like, okay, like it it it, it, it kind of bugs me that her t- her comic just got canceled 
when you're going to launch a TV show, but, like, I... Yeah, that that is a bit strange. And, I mean, like, gr- like granted, if you're going to make a, t- a TV show out of any character, Mo- Moon Girl is definitely a great one because the fact of her being so, like, science and technology-based for, like, for, for young kids to get into in terms of STEM stuff. So, good on you for following, th- following through with what Scholastic Book Fairs have been doing with her trades. But, like... Did you have to cancel the book? Which, they'll probably relaunch it before the show comes out, but, like, did you have to cancel the book when it's been doing so much good sales for you? Yeah, that that kind of didn't make no sense to me. But it also could be a move to where they, they choke the content, you know what I mean? Because now that oh. there's no Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur comic, now you have to have Disney Plus to watch it. That, ooh. That, that's a good point. Wow. Yeah, I, I, that's that's the only reason I can see that they would cancel something that's doing well. That's a you know oh, yeah. Wow, I didn't even okay. Wow, you blew my mind there. It, it was, <laughs> well, it's similar to what uh, Nintendo did with Amiibos when they first came out. How they released a small amount and then everyone just got hungry and vicious for them and then oh they just my God, the amiibo sold problem. out as soon as they hit the shelves every time i still every time. i still see luigi and um like marth amiibos at the thrift store and i'm just like you poor things <laughs> right <laughs> like it's just you're, it's so tragic what's happened to you my children <laughs> uh just mm. But hope, hopefully, Moon Girl of Dinosaur ends up being really good. I, I I like the animation style of like the promo art, so hopefully, it ends up following through and being very good compared to what Marvel's been pushing out terms of animation as of late. Because mm, because not only did that carry into the Marvel Rising movies, but also the the current Spider Man show that just is god awful. So hopefully, we get some good stuff. <laughs> and. From there, we had the Black Widow movie that, like, the we we had that they had a whole panel that showed off the big old poster of like like the first big thing that showed off Black Widow suit with gold wrist plates and, and a gold belt buckle, and everyone was losing their shit. And David K. Harbor is shown as Red Guardian, so that had people going, "Oh my god, oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> I just. I'm still hesitant, at, like, like at the idea of a Black Widow movie this late in the game after she's already been killed. So, I don't know. What do you think about the idea of this? Um, I'm I'm a little on edge just because I'm not sure what we're gonna get. You know what I mean? I know I know ScarJo as far as the MCU and like continuity is concerned is gone, but I'm I'm. I'm on my toes because they got Russian Captain America and Red Guardian and yep. then Taskmaster. Who soon and... ain't looking too hot. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're going to do that to his suit, he better be coming out with the flashiest moves possible. Because Taskmaster's a team buster. He you is. know what I mean? So just to have him against one hero is... I'm a little on edge because it feels like they watered him down, if that makes any sense. It, it's, it's definitely concerning because it, it does feel like that. Him roll like, because there was behind-the-scenes photos a while back where, like, Taskmaster is just rolling through town in a, in a tank. And I'm like, that's not something he would do, guys. Like, he'd roll through town with a rocket launcher and square up with ScarJo. He wouldn't just ride in a tank. 
Right. And I mean, as far as like Taskmaster's history is concerned, in my honest opinion, Marvel kind of jobs him enough. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Like, the he'll be coming out swinging, giving everybody hard times, and then suddenly he's relegated to a measuring stick later on. Yep. That's very true. Because he'll go from like. A list to D list in a heartbeat, and it's very strange. He's one of the, he's one of the only characters at Marvel that really does that so fast as him, where he springs like back and forth so quickly. Yeah, and it, the only time I <clears throat> remember seeing that in any other Marvel comic book character is like Bullseye. Oh, Bullseye! Oh, Bullseye! <laughs> you've you've been done so wrong over the years. Yeah, Matt Murdock did him the dirtiest anyone could be done in comics, like, ever. Thank- thankfully, in Daredevil Season 3, we got a decent interpretation of Bullseye, but the old mo- Ben Affleck movie did that man dirty. <laughs> Super dirty. Super dirty. It's like, I have a, it's like, I have a burned bullseye on my forehead because I'm edgy. Like, um, right. I'm, I'm One guy wants to play darts, so I'm going to throw paper clips into his neck. <laughs> it's like, you're cool. Right. And then everyone's freaking out about um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I'm freaking out about because I'm not okay with this because they showed the poster. And it, it, now granted, it does have Sam in more of a red and white um, version of his suit. And Bucky cut his hair. And I'm excited. But then, uh, Anthony Mackie opened his mouth at D23 when someone asked him, Hey, are they like changing the title of the show? Like, you're supposed to be getting the shield. What's going on? You already had a, had a magazine cover of you wearing the shirt. And like, you, you, you said in an interview, you had a fitting for your suit. Like what's going on? And he goes, I, I, I am Falcon. I will always be known as Falcon. I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) What? I, Man, they better not host Sam Wilson. Like, that was already my fear with the idea of him and Bucky just getting a TV show. I'm like, why are you just getting a TV show? Why aren't they announcing a movie? Like, what? That feels dirty, to be honest with you. I'm, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm very, I'm very worried. <laughs> I'm I'm a little salty about that because they made a whole thing about it in Endgame where it was all right, you guys, are you ready for black people and women? And like, oh yes, yes. And then this is don't get me wrong, I'm gonna watch the hell out of this show, but he deserves a movie. He does. I'm just, I'm just I'm very worried. I, I, I'm, I'm very worried, and I don't want him to be disrespected just because of the stupid shit. And, like, I, I'm just... Maybe he's just playing fast and loose and trying to cover up mistakes and whatnot, and, like, there's still the possibility of a Captain America 4 or at least a Captain America Sam movie. Like, if they just go, okay, we're, this, is, like, this is a miniseries, it's one season, he gets the shield, and we're done. Like, okay, cool, that's fine. But I'm, I'm worried. Yeah, very. I'm, I'm sweating for Sam, man. I just, I just want you to be respected, my dude. Is that so wrong? <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and like from like from there so hope like so hopefully that's good from there we like uh, yesterday we got the announcement of uh Kevin Feige brought Ryan Coogler up on stage and announced that Black Panther 2's coming everybody which we already knew that was going to be a thing like now you just oh. confirmed it for everybody who was was scared it wasn't going to happen right <laughs> like not only did this movie become one of the one of, like the highest grossing Marvel movie for a few months until Infinity War and Endgame came out but it's Oscar nominated the, the, you're going to get a sequel. Right. So, yay. It's official. It's coming in 2022. Which, I'm surprised it's taking that long. Hmm. It kind of leads to the question of what kind of crazy stuff are they about to do with Wakanda? I'm just... I, I, I'm wondering because, like, we talked about it on, on Blur Grounds. There's a lot of open-ended things left for the future of uh, T'Challa. But at the same time, it's like, why are you waiting that long? What what could you be cooking that could be that long in development? And also, like, is Blade coming before or after Black Panther 2? Because you announced Blade before this, so where's Blade, Feige? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, like, like, are you are you excited about this happening? I'm, I'm excited about Black Panther too, but like like you said, I'm not sure what's gonna happen in Wakanda. Um, also, there's the I guess there's the the whole notion that they I get it's a side note, but I just thought about it is that they <laughs> they lost the Oscar to Green Book, right? Yep. And then they straight up called Marshall Ali and was like, hey, you want to be Blade? All right, so we have the actors. Let's do all the Oscars now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like we, it's like we are the Oscar now. Right, it's ours now. We're the captains now. <laughs> oh, Lord. I mean, I'm just, it's a good point. I'm I'm just I'm not certain or I can't, I can't even speculate. And I guess that's why I'm nervous about what's going to happen in Wakanda. With with everything that's been going on as far as the business side of these movies goes, I'm not even sure what's going on with Phase Four since the whole Spider-Man thing. Yeah, that was something that had everyone all sweating bullets all weekend because Tom Holland's over at um D23 and he he's going hey guys um i appreciate all your support i i can't really talk about it but i appreciate your support and i'm like oh you poor thing you you, you poor poor thing <laughs> real life peter parker can't handle it <laughs> like you, you you feel bad for this cat because you don't want him to be suffering right now but like he has to be so overwhelmed by like the uh, the regular avengers voice and their support for him you have like all of the drama going on Faye's probably sweating bullets along with him trying to get things under control this entire thing is just a hot mess yeah, that's the truth. So, but it's the sad fact is it's all it's all business, and no matter like how the fans are going to receive whatever compromise you can come up with, they care about their bottom line more than anything. Which is so tragic. You think like since like even though it, it did make plenty of money, you think they would have looked at um like how far from home ended and went yeah this is this isn't like 
Um, Amazing Spider-Man 2, where it kind of ended on a cliffhanger, but it wasn't, like, super tragic. We just ended this on the biggest freaking cliffhanger possible. Yeah, and then now we're not going to get any more. And so it's like, um, what do we do? Like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a screeching halt, if I've ever heard of one. Mm-hmm. It's very concerning. It, you, it, it makes you wonder what's going to be going on with the future of the with Spider-Man. And everyone's like, he's just going to go be in Venom! And I'm like, but why? You, Venom's already a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing good Spider-Man in a train wreck doesn't make it less of a train wreck. <laughs> and people get at me. I don't care. I talked about it on Living on the Edge. I didn't like Venom. I, I got it free with the purchase of a pizza, and I still hated it. Like, it it was not a good movie. It was a dumb romantic comedy. <laughs> and it oh, that's good. so insane to me. Well, like, I still haven't seen it, but the idea that it's a romantic comedy is so left field. Because, like, 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 Venom and Eddie are this thing, and it just it's weird, and I don't like it. And just, ugh. But we are excited about Black Panther 2, so yay. And then we go from there into they started announcing things for WandaVision, the dumbest TV show name ever. And I'm <laughs> and like, apparently. So we got the news that for both, um, for Captain America, not Jesus, God, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and for WandaVision, that where is his name? That where where did it go? Had it in my notes. Um. But they they cast for the for the record they cast U.S. agent and it, he's going to be played by Wyatt Russell. Which um the only thing I, I remembered him being in was he was Channing Tatum's like bro friend like his boyfriend in Twenty Two Jump Street. So if anyone remembers that that was a thing. Uh, he's going to be oh Zook. Yeah, Zook. <laughs> Zook is going to be playing U.S. agent. Which I I I, I hopefully he 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 has matured. And has done great things for him to come in and be like this super hardcore government body Captain America. And like, I don't know why he's in WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. But hopefully that pans out as good results. (laughs) (laughs) And like, apparently um, the girl who plays Darcy in Thor is going to be in WandaVision too. And I'm like, who allowed this? Who told Cat Dennings to come out, come off the cut, and be in another property? <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, to her credit, she wasn't the worst thing to ever happen to Thor. But I know a lot of people don't like her, so I'm just like, okay, like, uh, okay. And <laughs> like, I, 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 like, do you like Cat Dennings, Travis? <laughs> I do, but. When I think of her in the MCU, it's like, where? What have you been doing? What have you done? Not a damn thing since Thor two. Right. You're like you're Jane Foster's chair guy. You should be over there in Love and Thunder. <laughs> yeah. Like, <my> yeah. <laughs> so like, it, it, it's very weird, and I don't understand what's going on. But like, oh, I, I and I, I'm I'm just defeated with this because like there's the, apparently they're mixing Tom King's vision and a bunch of other stories and trying to make this weird '50s style sitcom where um Wanda's trying to bend reality to have Vision back, but also other things are happening. We're like getting U.S. Agent and Monica Rambeau and and Cat Dennings, and I'm just like, what's going on? <laughs> 
a lot of stuff, apparently. <laughs> I'm looking at the IMDb cast list, and wow. Which, this could be a cool way to have some cool, like, Marvel what-ifs, but we're already getting a Marvel what-if show! <laughs> right? <laughs> like, the first episode of the show is, like, uh, Peggy Carter becomes Captain Britain instead of Captain America. <laughs> okay... And like she like, like like it shows her with a British version of the of the shield, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. I guess. Is that going to be their bridge into the X Men or something? Because that'd be kind of man. Cool. That would be kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I think Captain Britain, I don't think Avengers, man. I think X Men. It's like Psylocke. No. Right. Like. <laughs> Honestly, though, like as far as WandaVision is concerned, I'm kind of I. Maybe this is the only time I'll say it, but I really hope they adapt Tom King's parts into their story. Yes. Well, I I liked his his run on the Vision. Like I almost cried when Wanda was in his face, going, "You're a damn toaster." Also, I laughed because Vision was just so inept at social structures that he's like, Wanda, perhaps it is my volume why you don't understand. What good will come of this lie? And I just, I need Paul Bettany to do that that whole scene. I need them both to do that scene. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm at a loss here because, like, now granted, they did say that Aaron Taylor Johnson is going to reprise his role as... Uh, Pietro, which, thank God, the real Quicksilver is returning. <laughs> like, ever ever since Joss Whedon killed him, I've just been like, I want the real Quicksilver back, not this piece of crap in the X-Men movies. <laughs> hey, the X-Men movies was good, but he was Wally West. Yes. Let's be honest. Yes. Like, you, <laughs> you hit the nail on the motherfucking head. He was Wally <laughs> West, he was not Pietro Maximoff. Not at all. He was way too fun. <laughs> he, he, he wasn't obsessed with his sister to the point of incest enough. Oh. oh. Pietro, why? Specifically, ultimate Pietro, why? <laughs> right? Like, I just, I, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm Ever since Avengers Age of Ultron, when they're just like, you can't have a good P- Pietro. I'm just like, no. And then Sweet Sweet Dreams comes on. I'm like, no, you go away. <laughs> You're not the real one. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you're back. That's good. But also Monica Rambeau's here. But also Cat Dennings is here. And I'm like, what is this show? And then everyone's all excited because Wanda's headdress is shown in, in the shadow of the background of the image. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But like, they're still calling this show WandaVision and not like Scarlet Vision or something clever like that. Like, we have not heard her call be called Scarlet Witch one time in the entire span of her being in these movies besides maybe a toy box. So, what, yeah. what are we doing? That's, uh, that is pretty rough because they, they really don't call her Scarlet Witch ever. <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> like, she's just been Wanda. I, like, is that your code name? Wanda? Maybe. Right, and with the name being, it, it feels like it's supposed to be, you know, Wanda and the Vision-centered, but with this cast, it almost feels like, uh, how do I say, like the 
all those characters that the Marvel fans wanted throughout the MCU years, just a potluck of those characters. It's like, everybody go over here and be in the weird show. <laughs> right. Monica was kind of in Captain Marvel, so we're going to make her for sure in WandaVision. Why can't she just get her own movie or, like, put her in Ultimates? No! WandaVision! But right. WandaVision! But WandaVision! <laughs> like, that's how it feels. Like, it just feels like Feige's, like, every time I say but, he just goes WandaVision, and it's frustrating. <laughs> you get no answers with all of your valid questions. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, can I get Pietro back? WandaVision! <laughs> Can I get Monica Rambeau by herself? WandaVision! <laughs> I mean, uh, my hope is that the show is decent, but I'm I'm still concerned because it just feels like, like, uh, like, like Travis just said, a potluck of weirdness. It, but hopefully it's something good. If they're smart, they'll take the cues from Tom King's vision because, like I've said multiple times, Tom King is good when he writes small characters. And that's what Tom, what, what Tom King did with vision. So if you want something smart, you'll, do, you'll copy his vision. <laughs> his vision, his vision. Ah! Woof. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, the other big announcement that had everybody freaking out was that the King of the North came down from the heavens and said, I'm going to be in a Marvel movie. And for a, like for like 24 hours, everyone's like, oh, he's going to be Wolverine, guys. And, and I'm just like, it's not going to happen. That, that's that's not going to happen. And, and the thing is, I haven't really been vocal about it. I called this. I, the, the minute I saw my Twitter feed say Kit Harrington was going to be in a Marvel movie, I was like, you know, he'd be a really good Black Knight. And then, not only was I right, he's being put in the weirdest freaking place as the Black Knight. He's being put in what? In, not, not in like something like WandaVision, where like, okay, maybe the Black Knight makes sense. Like, oh, he gets sent back to like, like they get sent back to medieval times, and they see Kit Harrington. No, he's being put in Eternals, which makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy to me. Now, why is that crazy to you, good sir? Isn't Eternals supposed to be Marvel's, like, new gods? Yes, they were both, like, both things were created by Jack Kirby. The Eternals was their version of, as, like, these super powerful beings that, like, like that were, like, the, the last hope for humanity against, the, like, the, the, the cosmic de deities and whatnot. And my first thought when Eternals was first announced, I was like, you know, this could have been something else, but you fucked up. This could have been what Inhumans was supposed to be, but you fucked up and gave it to, 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 uh, to over to the, t the TV side. Like, there was all these plans of, like, an Inhumans franchise, and then you go, you know what? We'll just pick up the Jack Kirby book and go make Eternals. And I'm like, okay, I guess. <laughs> really, guys? Really, guys? <laughs> like, 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 like if, if, this, if this will make you happy... Okay, but I know this isn't what you really wanted to do. <laughs> like, I, I guess why it's wild for me is it's like, okay, don't get me wrong. I love Kit Harington and Jon Snow and all that. That's why we were talking about it earlier. I'm so happy that his career is not fizzling out in Game of Thrones, as I fear a few other, a few other actors and actresses are. Mm -hmm. and, but on that same hand, like... If there was any Marvel character other than Swordsman, it would have been Black Knight. 
Ooh, him as Swordsman would have been great for Hawkeye. Oh my god! That is genius! I, I thought that's what I thought when he said it. I was like swordsman, but then they're like he's in the Eternals. I'm like, well, I I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, and like because Black Knight is like a descendant of the original Black Knight, and he finds his like like his ancestors' gear and becomes this like villain for a while, and then becomes a hero. How are you gonna put him in this cosmic universe bending thing called the Eternals? And, and the, the quickest answer that Travis uh, like said before we started today was they're probably going to reinvent him. And I'm just like, but I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, th- think about it like, I-, I know it's not comparable as far as the movie's concerned, but like Steppenwolf in the DC movie in <laughs> Justice League. <laughs> but I mean, what do you, Steppenwolf doesn't have much to go off of, so they kind of just did what they wanted. Actually, that's exactly what they did. <laughs> and, <laughs> and maybe, maybe they'll have something better for for Black for Black Knight in the Eternals, but I'm not sure how they can connect him to people like Makari, for example. Why couldn't it just be Dark Side? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Because they wanted Darkseid later, but didn't realize that they could have really ruined it early. You fucked up. <laughs> like, the, the, like uh, side tangent, when they first even announced, and, they, and, and first of all, this is not me defending the idea of a Snyder Cut. So all you people can go. I'm not starting this now. This is me defending one point of your argument, and that's it. So don't even start with me. First of all, that's the first thing. Second of all, I am just like, why couldn't you just take the new 52 Justice League origin comic and just have Darkseid there for like 10 minutes and be done? Like, it would have been so simple, but you chose to make it complicated. Like, you could have had Steppenwolf and Calabac be like his front mans, even though they weren't in the original comic, and then you could have had Darkseid show up for the final battle. But you didn't do that, and you ruined it. <laughs> That's my take. Yeah. I mean, they really messed up when they showed us, you know, what happens when Darkseid gets to Earth, and now we're all like, ooh, 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 and it never happened. Just, no, stop, stop, y'all. Yeah, it was... Uh, I, mm, mm. <laughs> that, that, that movie gives, <laughs> gives me a headache, but I still love it to death. I, I like... I still love the, the the final product of what we got, and it's on my shelf, and I don't care what anyone says. But also, I have my my problems with it, like the fact that it should have been Dark Side. But anyway, Dead by Okay, um, and and then uh, we're gonna go ahead and start wrapping up, and um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all the major highlights. But there's probably a few couple things we missed. Um, there was the big announcement that we're finally getting a black character lead in a Pixar movie, which is really cool, but I will, we will probably save that talk for next week for our other podcast, Blurred Grounds. So we are going to go ahead and wrap up, and we are going to begin the new tradition of of our new transition towards being solely on um, like audio services like iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and 
um, Stitch Radio, which will be starting next week, and we are going to be recommending books that are coming out next Wednesday. So, Travis, what is a book that you would like to recommend that's coming out next Wednesday for people to go pick up at their local comic book shop? Superman Batman 1. Really? And- Yes. Oh, yes. Really? I I admit I'm a fanboy when those two come together. They do great things. So after how long has it been? It's been a couple of years since we've seen a Superman Batman publication. And this is the continuation of Scott Snyder's Bat Who Laughs. So with the title being uh, The Secret Six, I'm really curious to see if that's what they're going to tackle with the Superman Batman is a dark multiverse secret six. Okay, that's not what I was expecting. So good. No, that is not what I was expecting you to nominate. Okay, I'm I'm actually impressed. You you have you have officially caught me off guard, good sir. <laughs> I'm I uh, wow that I'm like okay. Well then, I will nominate what you should have nominated. <laughs> it's the, 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 the the better. Batman book. Now, granted, I love Scott Snyder, I love him to death, and I love Joshua Williamson, but the better <coughs> Batman book that's coming out this week is, is um, Bat- Curse, Batman Curse the White Knight number two. And also, I will also nominate Black Panther number 15. So I nominated two books. But uh, we are getting the continuation of this amazing series by um, Sean Gordon Murphy. What this, this this series has been kicking everybody's ass in terms of emotion and callbacks to old uh, like like Batman like stuff. It is amazing. I highly recommend it. I know Travis has been loving it. He's been reviewing it. You can't tell me I'm lying because you love it. I do love it. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Okay. But but it it does deserve a recommendation. Okay. I didn't think Superman Batman would throw you for that kind of a loop, man. Because I'm like, I'm staring at our list, and I'm like, it's right there. Why didn't he recommend it? It's right there. <laughs> and then the other book that, co- that that is coming out next week that I that I also want to recommend is Black, is Black Panther number 15, because it is, like, the sort of the, the prelude to the end of Space Wakandans, the saga. Which like which has been building up and building up to this big confrontation be- between Bass's chosen from the alien Wakandans uh, that was taken over by a symbiote and um, T'Challa that are, com- that are that are gonna have their final battle soon. It's been this epic thing ever since last year when all new that that on it's not all new all different Marvel and it's not Marvel Legacy. It's Marvel Fresh Start. I'm terribly sorry because Marvel has another freaking uh, relaunch every five minutes. Um, Mar- when Marvel Fresh Start started, we had the relaunch of Ta-Nehisi Coates series, and it's been amazing ever since it relaunched. So, I highly recommend you guys pick up this Wednesday. So, Travis, what is your closing statement for issue number 15? Huh, Black Panther number 15 comes out next week and we're at issue 15. That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> um, my, my closing statement would be, uh, keep up on this Year of the Villain stuff in DC, because uh, everyone's making big moves, it seems. You Man. are not wrong. <laughs> Whew, without spoiling it, just, just if you see the, the Year of the Villain on it, just pick it up. Do yourself a favor. Oh, and you also, the other thing that I need to recommend um, for next week is Justice League number 30, because it... Mm, mm. things happen and amazing things occur and even Scott Snyder uh, the writer is saying on Twitter that if you buy any book from his run 
this issue is the one that you need to pick up. So definitely give this a look next week when it drops. Okay, and my closing statement will, as always, be support your local comic book shop. Big things are happening in comics. While we do have our con conflictions, our, our conflict with certain things that are going on, we are very happy with the things that are going on in certain aspects. And there's amazing books that are coming out every single week. So definitely check that out. Don't forget to follow this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and Google Play. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at... I'm almost said Living on the Edge is Twitter. PTP underscore podcast. Don't forget to follow uh, the website on Comics Ground on Twitter and Instagram at on Comics Ground. And check out our website every single day for amazing reviews, previews, and op-eds about comic books and nerd culture. We will catch you folks next time right here on Panel to Panel. Peace out. Thank you.